from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. G'day there and welcome to the rewrap for Monday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB and his sillier package. I am Glenn ZB and this morning uh, the, the, the new uh, appointment at Fonterra. Uh, doesn't matter what country they're from. Uh, restricted drivers, too restricted. Somebody's going to try and sort that out. And uh, Mike Hosking loves the look of the GC lifestyle. Oh, we might get a bit of Love Island in there as well for some reason. But before any of that, uh, the poll, latest polls show uh, National doing well. Simon Bridges, not so much. Where Winston Peters was wrong in claiming over the weekend that Simon Bridges won't last is that although his personal numbers are weak, he has two things on his side. One, time and two, the strength of the party. When you're number one, by some margin, that gives you breathing room and confidence. And further, if the economy slows down more and the government are held increasingly responsible for it, they're the ones in trouble, not the opposition. That OECD survey over the weekend that has seen us go in confidence in the confidence stakes from the second highest to the second lowest among 35 countries is not only alarming and embarrassing, but all the evidence you need that the focus of attention is going to be increasingly on the government, not national. Where national do have trouble is, of course, the numbers. 45% still doesn't get you to government. 45% plus David Seymour doesn't change that either. They need help. Now, if those numbers hold and there isn't another party being formed, where Bridges might be in trouble is if some members of his caucus start to panic and imagine that the 45% they do have could be, I don't know, 48% if only they had a popular leader. Now, whether that's true or not, it's highly debatable, given 45% is a very, very good number by anyone's standards, and expecting more in the sort of multi-party environment we have is an exceedingly, if not fanciful, expectation. Now, if things do go sour for the government and support drifts, National might well be back to the halcyon days of nudging 50%. But those sort of numbers, and if you remember, there was a poll out early last year that had them indeed on 51%. Even the party itself didn't believe it. It's not real. There's a natural ceiling to a party's support a national is close to, if not it. The point being, you could have a combination of Nelson Mandela, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, John Kennedy, the Queen and Beyonce running the thing, and you still wouldn't be looking a lot more popular than you already are. So under that scenario, Bridges appears safe. The real trick for the party, and this is why Peter said what he said, is not to sweat it. They've got nothing to panic about. They're riding high, they're riding well. The numbers tell you all you need to know about who's got the upper hand right now. Now, while we're talking numbers, Fonterra's numbers um, haven't been uh, going so well for them recently, and certainly in terms of popularity, uh, maybe the appointment of a new person in charge will fix that. It's also an easy call to make given the trouble Fonterra's faced in China and the mistakes they've made. In other words, although the payouts are still solid, Although dairy still brings in a shed load of foreign income, the Fonterra tale of late has been tarnished by bad decisions and mistakes that have left the company open to criticism and a sense that it could have been so much better. So with that on the table, an opportunist like Jones leaps on in and grabs the headlines with a bit of patriotic bluster. Now, the mistake he makes is we want a Kiwi, but not as much as we want the best person for the job. And this is where the entire workforce is being tipped on its head right now, with all the hand-wringing and PCism that's going on. The days when we actually wanted the best person for the job appears to have been largely forgotten as we put gender, or in this case citizenship, ahead of talent. By the time we've exhausted ourselves over pay gaps and equal opportunity and quotas on boards, the fact that business still needs to be successful isn't as much front and centre as it should be. Calling for a Kiwi to lead a company is the same as calling for a woman. Why? 
You might argue they can, in both categories, bring something others may not, which of course is true, but then they might not. This is the complexity of appointments that most of those who argue around quotas forget. There is rarely, if ever, two or more candidates with exactly the same skills for the job like Fonterra's. In other words, CEO 1, CEO 2. Indistinguishable, apart from the fact one was born here, one wasn't. It doesn't happen. Therefore, the choice is not that simple. So it comes down to, as it always does, who do you actually think is going to serve your business best? And it's the culmination of those talents that wins out, of which sex or birthplace or age or experience will all contribute in some way, but they will not be the determining factor. Given Fonterra's size, they can virtually, I'm assuming, pick anyone they want. So let's make it the best person, shall we? If they're local, brilliant. If they're not, that's not a reason to think the right decision wasn't actually made. It's a bit like the coach of the sports team, isn't it? Do you want the, the New Zealand coach or the best coach? Tricky. Tricky. I secretly go for the best coach. Because we want to win. Um, yeah, I don't know why I said that secretly or whisperily. Um, and I don't know why we talked about Love Island this morning. All the ins and the outs, it's The Biz. On the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ on News Talk ZB. Oh, you know this. That's right. Oh, I got a text! I have. I got a text! (laughs) Who doesn't love Love Island? Apart from me. Uh, if you're looking for an easy way of earning good income, they've done some numbers here for the rest of your life. This is a, the, the university degree uh, has nothing on Love Island. So what's happened is analysis has been done by Frontier Economics. It has found that someone who appears on the UK version of Love Island can expect to earn £1.1 million from subsequent sponsorship and appearance fees, and that is compared with a lifetime average return of £815,000 from completing an undergraduate degree at Oxford or Cambridge. Further, 85,000 people have applied to appear on this year's series, 85,000, compared with only 37,000 applications for undergrad degree courses at the two universities combined. So in other words, 85,000 people want to be on telly, 37,000 people want to go to a flash university. What's that say about the Royal? Jeez. Hell in a handcuff. I'm torn now because, you know, you know... That I, I'm not a massive fan of going to university just for the sake of it. Correct. But I'm also really not a fan of reality television. You're in the middle. Why can't people just do the normal thing and go and bask full-time on the main street of Hamilton, like I did? Uh, it, I feel like my earnings are probably doing that were well below either somebody who's been on Love Island or somebody with a university degree. Probably. Um, it, it, the way to earn money, though, is maybe start while you're still at school. But if you're only on your restricted, it's not easy. So Paul Goldsmith's bill is to make it law that if you work uh, after 10 o'clock or before 5 o'clock in the morning and you're on a restricted license, you can go to and from your workplace. In other words, conduct your business and get on with your life without the laws of the land impeding your transportation problems. Isn't that, isn't that common sense? Isn't that a good idea? Doesn't he deserve a... But that has to get pulled from the ballot. It needs to get pulled from the can, ballot. Well, can we do, you know, what I used to do when I used to um, send entries into what now to win um, whatever CD they were giving away that week? Mm-hmm. Um, you you put uh, weird-shaped things on your, your big envelope. What, like a little, like a, like a sticker? Yeah, a sticker. A um, drawing? Maybe tie a bit of, you know, crazy streamers and things to the corners of it. So it's more likely to get drawn out. 
Um, I'd also like a bill to, can we not have it so if an older sibling has their restricted, that they are then allowed to take their younger sibling to school with them? Oh, you like that? Because yeah. uh, it's no, it's completely pointless and useless to me having one who can only partially drive one idiot driving themselves to school, if they and, can't and help then out. I've got to get the other idiot to exactly. school. Exactly, if they anyway. can't do the chores, that's a, that would be an amendment to the bill. That would be my first amendment to the bill. I'd say amendment, Mister Speaker. Kids need to drive their other kids to school to help parents all over the country out. To which there would be um, just applause all over the land, wouldn't there? I suppose the the trick is how do you enforce a rule like the, like, like they're coming home from work. No, so, that's, so it's, uh, he's got the answer. Oh. Ready for the answer? So you get pulled over. It's quarter past ten at night. You've just broken the law. And you go, I'm coming home from work. You then have 30 days for the employer to write the letter to say that is true. That's where they were. And the spin-off of that is that it improves employer employee relations. It's a, it's a it's a win 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 all around. Good on good on Paul Goldsmith. Hope it comes out of the ballot. Yeah, it does sound like though if you're a traffic cop, um, having to police that that's that is going to be slightly fraught, isn't it? Uh, with all the other things that you have to worry about. Uh, we're going to finish up here. Uh, Mike didn't love watching the Warriors, but he was weirdly enamoured with the Gold Coast, which I did not expect. Do you know what the good thing was out of the Warriors yesterday? The good thing was I felt like retiring on the Gold Coast because there it was the middle of July and it was there wasn't a person in that stadium, good crowd as always because, of course, the Warriors have got a fairly loyal following on that part of the world. Uh, there wasn't a person in that stadium yesterday that, that, that didn't wear a singlet and or shorts and or jandals. And I thought, it's July and they're baking in the sunshine. I thought, how do I get a piece of that action? Sounds a bit like our sports department. It's a bit of that. It is. It is so true, isn't it? Uh, but that's, you know, that's your work-life balance for you, isn't it? Not- I know Mike has stayed at the uh, Palazzo Versace uh, over at the Gold- it's a very flash hotel there a few times. I think maybe he thinks that it's all Palazzo Versace on the Gold Coast. I don't think that's quite the case. But anyway, I am Glenn ZB. That was the rewrap, uh, wrapped up in a beautiful uh, package for you today. Uh, we'll see you back here again with more tomorrow.